All right. Good evening, Nets fans. This is a special Podthorn episode for you. By the time you listen to this, it'll be draft morning. If you're anything like us, you'll wake up with one eye open, grab your phone, check your messages, check your Twitter, see if you missed anything overnight, because it'll be draft day. Um, And we're going to do a mock draft here. Essentially, I'm going to be hosting this episode for you. And our local draft resident, Kool-Aid, will be making the picks for each team. So what we're going to try to do is give you a little bit of background on each team, kind of where they stand, their outlook. Um, We're going to use Tankathon's mock draft just to kind of compare. I'll say who they took, uh, and then Kool will make his pick. Just so, you know, kind of give you a little bit of a different option. Wanted to do this with Sam. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Uh, Same with Eves. So, Kool, you're like Daniel Jeremiah tonight you know like when the <laughs> nfl network does daniel jarrett used to be mike mayock and now this is kool-aid's draft so how are you ready are you prepared you feel like you're ready to make 30 franchises better tonight listen i'm gonna try to make realistic what i think um they should do with the fit and for what they need so that's all i'm ready can, that's all we can ask you to do so all right first up first overall pick san antonio spurs 22 and 60 a year ago, Clay. They tanked. It worked. They got the first overall pick for the third time in franchise history. I'm pretty sure I know who you're going to pick. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now there's another special prospect. So this organization, when they get the opportunity to pick high, it has been working. There's some talent there. Keldon Johnson, Devin Vessel, young players. They've got – I think they can get to about $37 million in cap space. So a team that can maybe make a leap here, but let's kick things off. The first pick is in. Well, with the first pick, you know, they're going to take the generational talent and Victor. And um, at 7'5", with an 8-foot wingspan, with touch, he's, he's definitely different. Um. You know, he's almost the pick that if you don't take, you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Clay, early in the process, you had expressed some doubts. So even I, I, with, Yeah, I'm going to say that. that that's yeah, why, that's I was going to ask, you, even with those doubts, you still think he's the first overall pick? Yeah, because you can't be the GM to not take him. I'm more, So what he's alluding to, y'all, is I'm big on everybody um, at this point when you get the player – who um has that frame seven three moves like a guard for the most part they're um you know they have low extremity um injury right so for me I was just a little nervous like you know he's gonna get injured I don't know how much of a pounding he can take when yeah. you know he's a center but he's going to move like a, like a small forward because right. of his body. You Look, know. Definitely a uh, game-changing talent. But, you know, like many players coming in, there are some question marks. But uh, Tankathon also had Wembenyama got fir- going first, and so does pretty much everybody. So the draft really starts with the Hornets. 27-55 and 55 last year. Interesting team. Um, they've got three big cap holes with Fubre, PJ Washington, and Bridges. Uh, they could get to around $26 million in cap space. But, you know, beyond that, there's not much here right now. So the question has been, Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, fit or best player available? The pick is in. Who are you taking? I'm taking Brandon Miller. The reason why I'm taking Brandon Miller like I've said before, they don't have a guard. They don't have wings. You need wings in this league. And they have none. Which is which is very weird. Um, you know, all they have is Gordon Haywood right right at the moment. We don't know what's going on with Mount Bridges. So you take a wing who can create his own shot, who then takes the pressure off of um Lamello because he's a true scorer. You know, to me, it feels like if they draft Scoot, they're setting themselves up where eventually they'll have to trade one 
of ball or scoot. Yep. Um, and, and you don't want it to be right now. Melo's still young. You don't want it to argue about whose team it is when it's two when it's two players who need the ball to be effective. Right. So Tankathon actually had them taking Scoot Henderson. And I think this is kind of the exciting thing about tomorrow night is that we don't necessarily know who's going uh, at two and three, at least not yet, uh, which brings us to Portland. Right. So they were the winners of the lottery. They moved up from five to three, 33 and 49 overall last year. They had the 33rd and 23rd overall pick uh, this year. So, Kind of a franchise at a crossroad. We've talked about the Nets and the Blazers ad nauseum here. Um, assuming they keep this pick here, it's got to be a pretty easy selection. I'm thinking you're probably taking the guard. Uh, Brandon Miller went in the Tankathon draft. And who is Clay taking for the Blazers? Oh, you take Scoot him. And even though, you know, that would mean that Portland has three small guards with uh, Lillard, Simons and, and Henderson, you can actually later on decide what you want to do. If Lillard decides he's leaving, you're going to get the right pieces you need to build around those those two with, 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 with a shaded shock. So to me, that's just a no-brainer. If this was any other draft and Victor wasn't in it, Scoop would be your number one pick. Yeah, it definitely seems like it. And I'm assuming there might be still some shenanigans with this pick. Um, yeah, but it don't matter. In general. It doesn't matter who gets the pick. Scoot is the pick. He's not dropping out the top three. Right. Oh, 100%. Because um, whoever does that, they're going to be fired. Yeah. No, he Look, he's either going to Charlotte or the Blazers. Um, unfortunately for the Houston Rockets, who are on the clock, they'll be picking fourth. 22 and 60 last year. Also have the 20th pick. Team coming into the offseason. They've got some pieces. I mean, I think we all like Green and uh, San June, and um, they've got Green coming back. So there is some talent there. Uh, and they're going to have the most cap in the league around 60 million this offseason. So exciting night for them. They're getting better. Tankathon has them taking uh, Amen Thompson. Clay, who do you got? I have them taking Anthony Black. To me, he's a true point guard. Right? So, with with Jalen Green as your scorer, I'm not big on the Thompson twins. And the reason why is they're 20, they're, they're 20 years old playing against high school kids. They're in college, you should get busy. Um, Ooh, that's so spicy. I me, like it. Yeah, so for me, you watch Black play. He's 19. He's a year younger. He's 6'7", and he's two years younger than him. I think he's 18, turning 19. Either, you know, but he's younger than him. A whole year younger. Either way. Um, and Can, you see the Rockets, Can you see the Rockets taking a leap next year? I mean, if you, yeah, it depends on who they get in free agency. And then you look at, they have guys that need to be set up. Right, they, so, they need guys who need to be teach these fed, guys how to win. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm talking about just for the talent for the for the for the draft, you need table setters. There's not that many point guards available on the yeah. free agent mark that that possesses the talent that he has. So if you can get somebody who's going to do all the dirty work, play defense, right? But he has a cerebral game. He's playing it from the neck up. He's kind of athletic, but not super athletic. He's I'm six seven. I should I should be able to dunk. Um, and, right. and you can you can allow this before you can allow his jump shot to develop because he can still get to the basket. So that's that's why I picked him. Well, I think the Pistons would be happy if the board fell this way. Uh, they were the biggest lottery losers. They had the worst record in the league, and they dropped out to fifth. So so far, you know, they signed Monty Williams to that. Big contract, biggest in NBA history. There is some talent here. Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran. They've got a lot of bigs. Wiseman, Bagley, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Duran. Um, Killian Hayes is still there. Bogey, you know. But they're definitely going to be like looking to make a, a splash here. They've got about $30 million in cap space. So 
pick is in, and I'd be interested on your thoughts on the signing of uh, Monty. Take okay. a time, takes Jarris Walker, by the way. Nah, I'm going to upgrade them. I took Taylor Hendricks. Ooh, reason, why, reason why I took Taylor Hendricks, right. so Stewart, Wiseman, and um, Duran, they really don't shoot like that. Stewart shoots a little bit. But putting him on the floor, he can create his own shot. He could be a catching, catch and shoot, pick and pop, and it allows the floor to be open for the center to roll and, and Ivy and Cunningham to get to the basket. Plus, you have other shooters like uh, Oyanovic on the other wing. And your thoughts on Monty? Um, Monty is a winning coach. I don't know how good he is. I, I would say he's – I don't know if he should be the highest paid coach. He's not a spo, right? Um, but he's getting, he's getting his shot at the moment. And um, – you know what I would say? I'd say Monty's a guy that, for them, they're looking at to bring back respectability and accountability back to the organization, and that's something he'll definitely do. They're, they're going to look to take a, a leap similar to what the Magic did last year. So the Magic are, are sixth, 34 and 48 last year, but they played much better in the second half of the season. I couldn't exactly track down the stat. I'm pretty sure it was something the relative. second half. Yeah, the they second were half of the season. Yeah, but I wanted to finish something on Monty. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess they – I just think that Monty, he doesn't um, – he has his particular players. And if you go to this next situation in the same manner that you went um, in Phoenix, you cannot have one of your stars and you alienate them. You, can't, you, you just can't do that as a coach. He'll, he'll be like uh, Dave, David uh, Fisdale. You see how quick they got him out of Memphis in New York. And now the stars run the league, no matter what. I mean, yeah, ultimately, they're, they're, the, they're the attraction. They're the thing that makes it go. Um, but all right, so yeah, Orlando, 34 and 48, sixth overall, also picking 11th overall. Um, they got 11th from the Vucevic trade. So that should be a warning to net fans out there about the, not that we need any more, but the cautionary tale of trading future first round picks. So team on the rise, second half of the year. Um, they're going to be looking to take a leap. They're going to be roughly around $25 million in space, give or take, depending on uh, a couple of questionable cap holds they may want to not, not renounce. Um, where do you see them going here to start the night? Iman Thompson. All right. So they're the beneficiary of Thompson's fall. Yeah, I don't think that. They had Tankathon had his brother uh, going. You know, a team that needs a guard. I mean, they've 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 tried it with Cole Anthony, uh, Fultz, uh, and 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 Suggs. But I also think the Orlando organization is being ran like a college, where whatever I draft, the next year I, I draft it again. And you, we saw that earlier with them doing being power forward heavy. Now they're guard heavy. So I think if you, you know, this, you get this kid, you got to let him develop because once again, he's a point guard without a jump shot. So you have to keep the scorers around him and allow him to spoon feed these players. Kind of like uh, Tyrese Halliburton did for the seventh picking yeah. <laughs> Indiana Pacers. Yeah. You just got to, you got to let, but he can shoot. Yeah. So, all right. Indiana was 35 and 47. They've got the seventh overall pick here. I mean, I like Halliburton. You like uh, the 30 in from last year, Turner. Not sure if they'll keep him around. They're in good cap situation. They got about 25 million to work with. Where are they going here? They're going to take uh, Josh Walker. Josh, Josh Walker. Okay. From. Houston, right? Houston, yep. yep. He gives them a power forward that gives them some nasty. You know, because Miles Turner doesn't give you no nasty. He's more of a finesse big. So that'll complement his game as well. You know, Walker can score in the post. So you can, can this, almost, Can this be a playoff team next year? Depends on who else they get in on free agency because, remember, they're one of the teams 
that I don't even know if they're going to reach the the floor with, with the salary that they have right now. So I'll give you an interesting uh, target for them. Their old friend, Paul, Paul George. Yeah, I mean, he played his best ball there. Yeah. So. All right, so Jarris Walker went to go seventh. And, boy, I, I was looking yeah. forward to getting this team. Number eight, the Washington Wizards. Like, the Wizards suck. <laughs> like, everything about the Wizards sucks right now. They're, the trades they made have sucked. The trade that it looks like they're gonna make with Boston sucks. Oh, that's that's done. That's done. That's all. Yeah, that's that done. that's gonna happen in some shape or form. So, they stink. They have like their best players are who? Cody Kispert and Denny Avi. And, and I feel like I could get minutes on the Wizards. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say this. Before, <laughs> you know, I can give before, you like ten good minutes a night. Before I put the pick in, I'm gonna say this about it. Yeah. The trade sucked because Bradley Bill had the no trade clause, so it didn't matter. He was going to go where he wanted to go, and that team was never going to give you true compensation. Like, even the swaps are fake because the Wizards will have a worse record than the Suns. The, 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 now, the GM before this poor guy took this job over and left him in a world of hurt. Yeah, so you got to look at that. He just said, yo, I'm getting off the money so I can actually put my stamp on the team now. So now you have to look at the draft picks he takes and how he maneuvers. He's basically doing the Sean Marks, but controlling his own picks. Now, with that being said, I have them taking um, Kobe Buskin. Ooh. Clay, you're expecting some fireworks tomorrow night, huh? I, I'm just, you know, I think a little bit outside the box. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so I like Buskin, the guy – would be very excited if the Nets were able to get their hands on. Utah picking ninth. They went 37 and 45. They've got 9, 16, and 28. I'm assuming they're going to try to move one of those out and condense this a little bit. But um, look, Ainge swung the Mitchell trade, the Wolves trade. Like they own those teams' future capital. He has all his own picks. They're in a good spot. And I think he's a guy that has to be trusted. Uh, Tankathon has them taking Taylor Hendricks here. Who do you got? I got them taking G- GHS. Which Hush is Shifino? Who, yep, Hushifino. They need a point guard because they got rid of Mike Conley and they're running around with, uh, what's my man name? Colin Saxon. And he's nobody's point guard. He's more of a two or combo guard. So now you give them a, a, a point of attack defender and you give them somebody who can run the show. Well, listen, the way I, I love it, I love what you're doing. You, you, you're not taking the traditional path. And as an uh, observer here, as a fan, if I'm a Nets fan tomorrow night and this scenario is unfolded and I'm starting to see – uh, or saw Tom saying, Cam Whitmore, these types of players fall down the board. The idea of getting up would be very enticing here. Um, and that brings us to Dallas, who's picking 10th. Obviously, you know, maybe it's maybe wishful thinking, and that fans are trying to put it in the atmosphere, but there has been some chatter about possibly those teams making a trade. Um, Dallas really, I mean, they're going to have to resign Kyrie. They don't really have much of a choice, and they're going to need to bolster up their defense here. So I think uh, Tankathon had them taking Derek Lively. Who do you got? I have them taking Lively as well. Ooh. Clay, you don't like Lively. What's, this, what's the deal? What's your beef with Derek Lively? So what I go and I look at is he's never been an offensive person, right? Like if you, if you watched him, and prior to, you know, this draft, he's always been a defensive person. He didn't really get off at Duke. Um, he played oh, behind the, the – yeah, you know, <laughs> he played behind the other um, – Tried to sneak that in there. Yeah, he, he, play, he played behind the other uh, big man. Uh, Philipskowee, 
I I know I'm botching his name, so forgive me, y'all. Um, <laughs> but she, what he averaged five and five. So now that you see him, it's like Dayron Sharp. You saw Dayron Sharp hitting jump shots right in his workout, and that right. didn't trans that didn't translate in the NBA. So I'm looking at him saying, you know, I'm not big on the um, uh, Nick Claxton frames. Those like everybody's not Tyson Chandler. Gumbies, Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Tyson Chandler was actually strong. And a better athlete. Let, let me ask you, are the Mavericks on borrowed time with Luka? It feels like they yeah. are, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we'll be fools not, not, not to notice that. I would like to think that, um, whatchamacallit, is smart enough to know that he has to do better. And I think circumstances, he'll... Listen, this is this is a, a pivot year for them too. They have to fill out the the, the back end of their roster. So I'll say, looking at their roster and the assets they have, like they're gonna have to get creative. Yeah, so they might take this pick and and, and trade it down for um somebody who can give them two picks. To me, like someone like Boyan Bogdanovich makes a lot of sense. If they can, you know, do you know picks, and I don't know if they have like the type of picks to move. But um, look, I thought you're, the best pick you've made so far, value-wise, was Amen Thompson to the Magic at six. They're back on the clock here at eleven. We've already kind of went over them. So who did you have them taking at eleven? Grady Dick. He, right. gives them the, he gives them the shooting. He can walk in as the starting shooting guard because I think Franz plays the three. So, yeah, that, that'll that'll open up the court and give them pretty much like four players that could dribble, pass, and shoot. Yeah, so, I mean, Tankathon had them taken uh, Grady Dick as well. So, you guys uh, were both – on the same page there. OKC at 12, 40 and 42 last year, playing team. Is this the best young team in the NBA? Uh, they got Shea, Chet, Giddy, Jalen Williams. They've got the most draft capital in the NBA. It's, it's a good time to be a, a fan of the uh, Thunder. Uh, I'm curious who you got them taking here. I got them taking Victor's teammate, Bilal Kalibala. Uh, to me, he's their player, the six eight rangy, and he can shoot. So he's gonna give. He's gonna be the typical three and D for the first couple of years, but he can shoot. He is. What is he more like a, a wing? Is he? Yeah. He's, he's like no. He's like a two three. How skinny is he? He's skinny, but he's right up their alley. Remember, gotcha. they also got Chet. He's skinny, and this dude is playing against pros and showing. You know, think about it. We're talking about a kid that nobody was talking about in the lottery two weeks ago. <laughs> they 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 have a chance if they play their cards right to set themselves up for a really good long run. They're like a player away. Yeah, and have, you know they have a lot of assets to get it. Toronto, on the other hand, they're heading the other way. It looks like forty-one and forty-one. Um, you know, kind of similar to Portland, another team at a crossroads. Like Van Vliet opted out. Siakam has one year left. Trent opted in for a year. You know, apparently OG Ananobi has all this uh, trade value, right? And everybody wants him, but he never gets traded. So if he has all this value and everybody wants him, why hasn't he been moved yet? But that, that's a story for another day. Where did you have them going here? Carson Wallace. If they need a point guard. I don't believe Van Vliet comes back. Um, and the reason why I don't think he comes back, I think he's smart enough to know he's chasing his money, but he also doesn't want to continue to be a playing team. Like, we can say for all the talent that they got up there the last two years, they were playing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it seems like they've certainly plateaued. Um, and even the addition of Barnes hasn't done to, much to change their trajectory. Um this is the last pick of the lottery. I, I got to say, it still stands out to me that both Thompson and uh, Whitmore are still on the board. 
Are mm-hmm. either of them coming off the clock here to New Orleans at 14? Uh, I'm taking Cam Whitmore because he can play the two and he can score. They need a backup punch uh, because after CJ, it's CJ Murphy, but off the bench, they don't have any firepower. Uh, Daniel Dyson, I don't know if they're going to bring back uh, uh, Richardson. I don't know if he's coming back, Josh Richardson. But you go with a dude that should have been a surefire top five. He's slipping because of workouts and medicals. So, you know, that gives them a chance to pounce on pounce on him. He, he, this is the kid from Villanova, you said, right? He, yes. Okay, so Whitmore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, that seems like a great value pick, and he seems like a, uh, a guy that can help them. But what's going on with Zion, man? What is the story? Zion got a little um, I may in him. So, you know, <laughs> I ain't mad at the young fella. He's slinging some cane right now. You he know what? Be- For Zion, as like a high schooler. It might not have been as easy to get asked because he was like just like so much bigger than everybody. You know, now that he's got open to a more mature audience in his life, he's probably, you know, just really slinging it. Yeah, you know, he, he's able to get a couple of things he couldn't get before. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not knocking him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what would you think if the Nets made a play for him? Zion? Yeah. I'm scared with the health, and I don't trust our um, training staff. Yeah. Right. But he's 22 years old. Clay. Yeah. We made it to the halfway point. Atlanta at 15. Oh, you're going to like this. Ooh. 41 and 41. Uh, they're only 4.7 million under the uh, super tax threshold. So, I mean, I just look at this Collins, Capella, and um, Hunter making 85 million combined. You know, something's got to change there. Um, they made the Murray trade last year. It never really took off. They, they, they weren't really better for it. They had the coaching change. Midseason, this seems like a pivotal offseason for the Hawks to either rebound with this core or pivot in another direction. Who do you have them taken? So because they got rid of Kevin Herter last year and didn't have shooting, I took Jordan Haskins from UConn. Okay. Hawkins, Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. All right, so tell me about Hawkins. Why him? Um, I mean, he gives them exactly what they need. He's giving them a shooter that can um, create. He, you know, you run him off, he can, he can shoot a midi. He can get to the cup. So, you know, it's giving them a little, a little bit more diverse than what they have as opposed to Murray. Who's the shooter? Who's the floor spacer? Further. Trey Young? You're going to say Hunter? He seems like a guy that can play off the ball next to both of yeah. them. And give yeah. them both time where they get to handle the rock. Yeah. And so, it's just me, that was just a no-brainer. Yeah. All right. So, let, let's kind of reset the board here. Um, I'm just looking at the Tankathon big board, and you got the one Thompson brother still on the cl- on the board. He was the highest. They had him ranked fifth. Um, Keontae George, Nick Smith, Bryce Sensible, Leonard Miller, uh, Brandon Podzinski. And then Clowney and Naja are like the next guys up on the board. So, you know, we've, we've crossed over the, the halfway point. The Jazz would be back on the clock here. They picked JFS the first time around. Who are they adding? A Shaw Thompson. I, I think for them, this would be an absolute home run. Yeah, this is the – I can take a risk now. So what's the risk? Why is, why, what, what's your, what's your uh, concern? He can't shoot. Isn't that common, though, for an uh, 18, 19-year-old He's 20. Player? They're 20. Can't shoot. How, how, um, does he hit his free throws? He's an athlete, though. He, he's, he's the athlete out of them. So, does he hit know, his free go, throws? I believe so. I think he shoots like 70-something. I believe. That, Don't that, quote that's me a big that. thing to me. Like yeah, if, because if, free throws could tell if you're going to be able to develop a jump shot. You're if you can't right. shoot threes but you can get to the line and you hit them, that's, that's just as good, if not better. Um, so look, I think for the Jazz, JFS and 
Thompson, they, honestly, there'd be a possibility they could even do those, you know, reverse order, and you'd be happy still. So, uh, good match for I them just, so far. Yeah. So, take us. Lakers. We go to, we go to L.A. Give us the 17th. 43-39. And, and, you know, I know it's, like, cool to, like, hate the Lakers and stuff, but, like, give the Lakers some credit. Like, they fought through adversity last year. They, they, they were hurt the whole season. Guys in and out of the lineup, they hung in there. They made some trades midseason to kind of bolster things. And, look, yeah, they got swept by the Nuggets, but they, they beat the Grizzlies. I mean, they beat the defending champions. That's got to count for something, right? So, just a great season for the Lakers. Um, they've got key decisions to make with Hachimura. You know, can they get a sign and trade with Russell, Austin Reeves? Um, so big decisions there. And it'll, it'll start tonight, I guess, on draft night. Who do you got? Oh, y'all going to like this. You know, I'm, I think outside the box, so y'all going to pretty catch on quick. I got them taking Keogh uh, George from Bill. Keontae George, right? Yeah. Okay. So, another guy I was kind of hoping would make it to the Nets. He's a bucket getter, right? That's what he does. And and, and that's why he's going to the Lakers, because Austin Reeves is going to be their um, point guard, right? They need another person who can create their own shot and just go get a bucket when LeBron's not on the um, court. And I do believe, like, Dennis um, Stroder would be back. And I don't know what they're doing with Beasley, but he didn't play in the playoffs. So that tells me they're probably going to use him as a salary flip. And it's can, the La- like, can the Lakers win another title with this group? I mean, I'm not going to say no to nothing. We just saw Miami go with undrafted people. Can they win one? I, listen, if things fall right, they can. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. Why would I count them out now? Fair. And look, you never know. Somebody turns an ankle. That's all it <laughs> you know, takes. Shit happens. So, and, you know, that brings us to Miami at 18, also 44 and 38. And good for them, too. Like, dude, they stonk at the end of the year. Like, the Nets went in there and kicked their ass. They, and they, they got know, a they better pick the, than us. They lost the first playing game pretty convincingly to Atlanta and squeaked by Chicago. I, I don't know where this came from, but for the, for the play-in, it was a great thing because you had two teams in the plane in the conference finals and one went to the finals. Look, no shame in what happened with Denver. You know, they were just outclassed. Um, but we'll see. I, I would think this is a team that's going to look to go all in if the right player becomes available. We talked about that many times. Um, but I think they, you know, they draft well. And who do you have them taken? I got them. Well, they need a guard that could get downhill and get his own bucket. So they're taking Nick Smith Jr. Nice. That gives them, like I said, somebody who can play with Tyler Hero. When he's back and bamming them, he can play off the ball, on the ball, but he also could get downhill, which which we know killed them this year because uh, they, had to, they had to put the 30-plus million dollar man come off the bench. Yeah, I mean, he didn't give them very much. And I think he's an expiring contract this year. So, you know. I shouldn't say that. He was solid for them, but not at not the price 30 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's still scrapped and made winning plays, but uh, he's burning a hole in their pocket for sure. So, <laughs> Warriors, 19th, also 44 and 38. And it Ooh. feels like to me they got to go all in for one more piece to get them – to, to stretch this run out for another year or two. Draymond's coming back. I know you don't necessarily think so. I do. Um, no, I, That'll I, kind I, of set the stage. So that's what I fought with, with this pick. And so since you know, since you know that, this is an extreme fit, system fit for them because they said they, were take, they wasn't taking any more projects. They were taking guys that was ready to come in and play now. So in saying that, I have them taking Jet Howard. Reason why? He can't really create his own shot and for pin downs and, and, and flares and, and DHOs, perfect place to be. An emotion offense at Golden State playing with other shooters that'll get you open. 
and you got Draymond coming back. Okay. Do you agree, though, that they probably need to make that veteran move? I don't know if they need a veteran. Their system is in place. They just they just didn't have enough, and that's fine. Like, Clay Thompson is two steps slower now. Right. Um, Wiggins missed the whole second half of the season. So that all that all shapes into, yo. Let's be honest. Steph willed them out of the first round. Yeah. You know, he did incredible. his job. He did his job. But yeah. let's not act like – and they probably need a backup center. I just feel like with, like, Kaminga, Moody, and maybe Poole with their draft capital, they could pull something nice. Yeah, but, see, the crazy thing that I, that I don't get with people, with Poole, the year they won it, he played a pivotal part in them winning it. Yeah. So he had a true. bad play. So he had a bad playoffs. Because the man had a bad playoffs, you get rid of him. If you get rid of him, their future is done. You know who didn't sniff the playoffs last year? Who? The Houston Rockets, who were on the clock at number twenty. <laughs> <laughs> they like uh, they took Anthony Black fourth overall. Um, but you know, now that I've, I've chewed on that, I kind of like that because they they need someone to tie together. Um, I doubt they're going to be making two picks on draft night, but they they are here. Who did you add? Um, Leonard Miller. I got to say, Clay, and this is a spoiler, and we'll get back to this pick, but <laughs> I'm not liking the way this draft is filling out for the Nets right here. Uh, but we'll get to that. They're next. Um, I mean, I mean, I understand that. And so, you know, as being a Nets fan, you know how hard it was to do some of these picks that you want them to fall to your team. But I'm just being realistic on, like, what they need. How do you think the GM feels? (laughs) (sighs) Which GM at Houston? Every GM where they see the guys, you know, just pick off the board one by one. I mean, I think for for Houston, Anthony Black and Leonard Miller is an exciting night. Yeah. I think it's also realistic. Like, because if everybody's telling me Black is the guy you're moving up for, right? And why am I taking Amen when I need a point guard? I got Chuckers already. Yeah. <laughs> and look, these things could happen through trades, right? You know, they could draft Amen maybe and, you know, take trade back for for um, Black and pick up other assets. But yeah, it is know, all we're, fluid. We're not doing <laughs> trades, right? Yeah. All right. So now we got to get we're on the Nets here. I'm going to set the stage for you here. Okay, there you go. Get it right for us. Because you you did all this work and all this research. All I did was copy down some records <laughs> and the order and printing some pieces of paper out. I want to just I want to just read off who's been selected: Victor, Miller, Scoot, Anthony Black, Hendricks, uh, Iman Thompson, Walker, Bufkin, Shafino, Lively, Dick. Uh, Gallaby, Carson Wallace, uh, Whitmore, Hawkins. Uh, I can't even read my own damn handwriting here. Oh, the other Thompson brother, Keontae George, Nick Smith Jr., Jet Howard, and Leonard Miller left on the board from Tankathon. These are the five highest players Bryce Sensabaugh, Brandon Pazinski, Noah Chomsky. James Najee, Ryan Rupert, Dariq Whitehead. Clay, the floor is yours. I will not speak until spoken to. Okay, so now, now that you set the stage, the stage so eloquent for me, I'm going to paint the picture now. I feel that we need a youth movement here. Um, so these picks was made with upside. I believe that our wings, our wing position is deep. With most of the point guards taken off the board, we couldn't get a point guard. So in my eyes, we're going to get that to free agency. So with no further ado, I took Gigi Jackson with 21. Why? Well, Gigi, Tell me about Gigi. Okay, so he's going to be the youngest player in the draft, right? He should have been graduating high school. He shouldn't be graduating high school right now. He re- he reclassed, right, to, to play early? Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. He should have been graduating high school this week. Um, Can he contribute as a rookie? Yes. 
First of all, he can create his own shot. He's six nine. He's athletic. Do you have a player a comparison for me? I know those um, are hard. Because like if a guy's a lefty, hard. you're like, like he looks like that. No, he's young. No. <laughs> um. So the comparison that most people have used was a was a Marcus the, the Morris brother, but he's way better than him. And remember, he's eighteen. He doesn't turn nineteen until the middle of December. Well, I think so, what you what you really want to say is uh, I'm speaking, but I'm not spoken to. But um, <laughs> sorry, uh, you, you want to? I'm you think to he's more t- he's more talented. Yeah, he's far more talented than them. So he's um, got to put the work in. It's not even the work. He has to get be given the opportunity, right? He still has to be to learn how to be a pro, which should be understanding for a player that's that's 18. Is he a future four or future three? Or a combo. It's a combo. Because let's say he's 18. Who says he stopped growing? Right. He could add another inch or two. Yeah. So you don't know what he's going to be. All I know right now, he averaged 15 and 6 in the SEC. Right, right. now. As, a, as, as probably the youngest player in the conference. Yeah. yeah. I think he's the youngest player in college last year. He's going to be the youngest player in the draft. So I took So that's why I took him. The upside to me... To me, he's a lottery talent. Well, I, so I, I've seen that if he, you know, went back for another year, they think he could have been, like, top 10 next year. Yeah. So when you look at it this way, you know that Royce, DFS, and some combination, one of them is gone. Right? We don't really have a backup two guard, but I'm going to say Cam Thomas is our backup two guard, right? Um. I'm going to say that the Nets are, are playing basketball where it's positionless and people can, you know, switch. So to take him, he could come in, he could come in for Cam or he could come in for Ben or DFS, whoever's still here, for argument's so, sake. And you think you can hopefully develop him into a starter maybe next to Cam Johnson and, and Bridges? Uh, yeah. I would say I told you I wasn't happy with the way the board fell. He was my next guy. Okay. Uh, he was my next guy. Now, but you got another pick to make. So, I, I'll give you a, a B-plus for your first pick. Okay, thank you. What do you got for me at 22? I think oh, I know you, who you're I know, you who you're know You know who my favorite guy in the draft is. <laughs> it's no way in hell you you don't take this guy. Taking James Najee, the reason why, he's a grown man. That's one position we keep lacking in and rebounding. And to me, he could come in right now. And be an anchor for our defense. I'll He's, say, cool. He's yeah. raw. That's that's fine. You're not looking for offense right now. He does exactly what Clax does. Rim run. He's 18. He's 250 pounds, seven foot with a seven seven wingspan, and he's playing pro ball against pros. He's not in a bum league. He's playing for FC Barcelona, so he's not. He, he's he's playing real pro ball. I'll take that any day of the week. What's his I'm free sorry. throw shooting like? It's got to it's bad, isn't it? It's like 50-something. Oh, Jesus. How come these centers can't hit damn free throws? This is my thing. He's 18, though. And he's working with Serge Ibaka. Like, Look, people, he's definitely physically all there. Now, this is what I want to say to people who probably ain't seen his highlight tapes. Watch the highlight. The man catches the ball at the three-point line. Takes two-step Euro between defenders and dunks with two hands. I saw Giannis when I saw that. And not to say he's going to be Giannis the player, but the footwork. Giannis is dunking from the three-point line. Meaning he's picking the ball or taking two steps and he's and he's a dunk. Like, to be able to do that shows your coordination. He can switch. He can play drop. He can recover. So Does to he me, get the ball off the fucking glass? Yes, and he could push it on the floor a little bit. Because I got to say, I am tired of the Nets being a shit fucking rebound. It's backbreaking. So for me, I figured, you know, y'all don't, we keep talking about this Brooklyn grit, right? Or being Brooklyn tough and being a Brooklyn kid. I want some dogs. Does Gigi so, rebound? He averaged, he averaged six rebounds in, in, in the SEC. All right, that's good. So Gigi so, Jackson and James Najee, 
I'll, I'll give you some more time here. This time I'll, I'll definitely be quiet. What do you think they do tomorrow? Do you think they move up? Do you think they is there some sort of deal made? Just what's okay. your down here? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna give you a little bit of both. So if you're moving up, you already know. I don't think they should move up and attach both picks. I think to move up, you, you can attach a player. Some people might not like this, right? But the one thing Sean Marks has told you is he's not playing, he's not paying his sentence long-term money. Because he could have he could have had Claxon already for four years on a cheap deal, and he didn't do it. So he he seems to be from my philosophy that centers are like running backs. You don't pay them big money, another one will come. If it, if it's a center, it's got to be a truly a difference maker. Yeah. And so for me, you're either using Royce and you're not getting you're not getting to the top 10 giving up Royce in in DFS in 21. You're not doing it. And if you give it up maybe all, 15 you could get to, 16. But I think 17 is realistic with the Lakers if you're going to give them a player. See, so to me, I don't t- even know if it's worth it. But but that but that your player, your person has to be on there. So when I hear the Nets are wanting to move up, it means you're moving up for a guard. Because this draft Well, but you is, started with you started with Claxton. Yeah, but, but then you Could they you move kinda, him? Yeah, and that, and that's that's how I looked at it. Like, is he okay. is he is he for 10 straight a fair trade? Yeah. Yeah. You think that's a fair trade for for Dallas? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think like I know people have this crazy. Would you do? Vision. Would you do that? If the person you want is there, go get him. You still gonna have twenty one and twenty two to replace him. Yeah, plus free agency and trades. You know, they, they, there's yeah, other centers, like, and there's gonna be other centers on the move. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do it, but my the realistic thing is. I don't think he's going to be worth 15 and 20 plus million dollars. Right. But I, I think realistically tomorrow, if they do something, it's like you said, it's Royce and a pick to move up anywhere from four to six spots. Yeah. Like I really think it's the Lakers or it's Atlanta. They taking John Collins contract and maybe you're sending somebody like Joe Harris that they could get off later in the year, you know, and, and it's off their book. So you saving them 50 something million dollars. Right. When it's all said and done. All right. So look, and that's, and you know, their night doesn't end. They have a second round pick. We're not doing the second round. Uh, Gigi Jackson and James Najee are nets. We're all excited to see what happens tomorrow, but for now, that's what uh, Clay is forecasting. Uh, back to the draft. The Blazers are back on the clock. They selected Scooter 3. You know, we've kind of talked about them. Uh, not much to add. What did you do here? So, with Dame wanting to win now, I went a little older route to give them players that can contribute right now. I gave them Jaime Jacquez Jr. from UCLA. I have no he's, idea who that is. Okay, he's about six seven. He's basically a two to the four. He's the perfect utility guy who can shoot. Um, he's an all American. He, he does the dirty work. He just—he's one of those people that you look up and he just got shit done. He's—he was what? What year did he come out after? He come out. He come out this year. This no, is, I mean, it, this is what, think he's a senior. I think he's a senior. He's a senior. All right, so I mean, look, that and Scoot that does leave them with a bit of a log jam there, but you know, I would think if Dame is staying or going, you know, that obviously makes a big difference. Um, the Kings, forty-eight and thirty-four, picking twenty-fourth. Wasn't it good to see the Kings back in the playoffs? Like, yeah, it was exciting. It was, you know, exciting. like they have a good fan base there. Yeah, win or lose, they got a good fan base. So it was good to see that you know, they had a tough draw. They got the defending champs, Curry, Warriors. They lose the tough game at the home game, uh, game seven at home. Who did you take here? I took Brandon uh, Pazinski. 
It's the shooting guard from um, Santa Clara. So this is the guy that was rising, right? Because I remember yeah. you and uh, Sam talking about him. Yeah, I put him in our group chat when he was thought about as a second rounder. He's he's, <laughs> he's a point guard. No, he's a two guard. He's the he's the Josh Smith that can actually shoot, and he rebounds. So he's average. He averages about nine rebounds from the two guard spot, and he's averaged over twenty points. And he shoots like forty something percent from the three. Lefty. Big. No, about six. All right, not small though either. Yeah, but it gives them another wing. They need another scorer. Man. I should have well, probably, I should have probably, it was it was between him and Hami that I was going back and forth with. And it just was like, you know what? Let me get him somebody else who can score with Malik Monk. They they seem to me like a team that has to also make like an all-in move. Like they've got some pieces like, you know, don't force it, but if somebody becomes available – they they should look to pounce. You know they're that the West is there to move up in. Um, well, they're only under the cap right now because the bonus, I think, is only making nineteen million. They have to re up him. So right. who knows? Right. Um, Memphis, they were like the darlings, number twenty five, fifty one and thirty one. They were like the team everybody thought was coming up in the West, but it, it just kind of shows you how hard it is to win. That you know they've had the stuff off the floor with Ja. Looks like Brooks is on the way out the door. Ty Jones, futures up in the air. Bain has to get a new contract. It almost feels like they have to have like a mini rebuild of sorts here. Who did you take? I took Noah Clowney. But that that makes sense for them because with the injuries with uh, Brandon Clark and um, Stephen Adams, you know they kind of replenished on that back end. They, the, the biggest killer for them is, is, is Jai's out and Jones has a situation where he's looking to move on. Like, how do they thread that needle? Um, I think for them, that second round is very important because you have a lot of players that in any other draft, they probably go higher. We're talking about them in the first round, and I think the, the the second round they'll they'll get a they'll get their guard. I mean, they had their future backup guard. They had their future guard in um, Chandler from yeah, I went to Tennessee. I think they had drafted him last year. I don't know why they got rid of him. This this could be a year where they struggle. It, it feels like they, they things could, if a couple of things start to mount up on them. It's already starting with the Josh situation. Things could go awry there. Uh, well, in, get, get. I think, I think, um, as long as they got Adams back, I think he's he, he's the the anchor of all that and keeps everybody else settled in. That even if they got rid of Jones, you know they're going to get some veteran point guard to come in, and um, you know, be able to play the play the minutes that's needed, and still for them to be able to function. There's a, tra- there's a trade centered around, centered around Spencer Dinwiddie and Tyus Jones. Makes sense for both sides? No. Why not? Um, I mean... It gives Memphis the, the, the guard in the short term. The net, you know, the, Nets, the other pieces would probably have to be involved to balance the money out and whatnot. No, no, no. I mean, the money is probably $5 million difference. I don't know if Memphis is over the cap or not. Um... I'm just saying, like, if the Nets are trying to still win, right? Spencer as a six man is not bad. You're putting him back in his natural role. Right. So if he gives you that 15 plus, if he but gives you everything he gave you as a starter, as a six man, yeah, you look, you look at it much def- differently. But I guess the idea would be that you're getting something for an asset that that you know could expire on you, but. I think um, they need to replace Dylan Brook, Dylan Brooks, and sending them a wing of DF, DFS or right. you, you know that's more appealing because I think you know what about like Dinwid- of- what about like Dinwiddie and DFS? That's too much for Brandon Clark and Tyus Jones. Nah, Brandon Clark's injured. You, we, we're trying to do something different here. Well, he's an upside guy, but anyway, let's stay. We can talk about this all night. 
Indiana at 26. They took uh, Walker at seven. They had to be thrilled he was there. Who they add into the mix? Oh, Indiana is taking a chance and taking Dariq Went Whitehead. The Duke kid, right? Yeah. I got to order food. Give me one second. <laughs> so I don't know much about the kid from Duke. I do know the story behind him is that he's was hurt last year. <laughs> he was a top kid. I'm just I'm sorry, sorry right here. Um, he, uh, Whitehead was a high pick or expected to be a high pick coming out of high school, was higher up on the rankings, didn't have such a great year. But he does seem like the high upside play. Uh, I, I've seen he's a good shooter. Uh, some I was listening to one mop the other night. The guy said I that he was I... a better shooter than uh, the, even they anticipated. What's that, Clay? I'm saying, could you hear Clay's me? Getting... I didn't know. I can hear you. Yeah, you back? All right. All right sorry, I... Go ahead about Whitehead. Oh, I just think I filled that... in some of the blanks. I don't know if you heard. But, uh, you know, he was the kid from Duke, right? He was a high... Recruit kind of had some injuries, right? Yeah, he had he had the he had the same foot injury as as Levert and Brooke Lopez and Durant. So I guess it didn't heal correctly during the season, but he still shot forty two percent from three on the bad foot. And he's six. Okay, hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so you heard it first. Let's go back to the Nets while, while we're waiting. So. I'm not as sold on Najee as Clay is. I, that one video I saw of him the other day, he traveled like seven times in the video alone. So I understand he's an athlete, but this seems like there's a lot there that they have to work on to build up. I hate the centers that can't hit free throws. It means they can't shoot for shit. Not, not too sold on him, but I do love that athletic play. As we wait for Clay to... What's up, Clay? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, I'm back now. All I'm right. back for so good. You, you took Whitehead at 26. We're at 27 with the Hornets. They took Brandon Miller. Who are they adding here? Bryce Sensible. So I like this guy a lot, and you shut me down the other night. Oh, now look at where I'm taking him at. <laughs> I understand, but I, I I thought his I know what you're saying though. He does look a little slow, but he he did seem to have like a full offensive repertoire. No, he's a he's a three level scorer. He's just not gonna really blow by nobody. He's gonna barrel into the paint. You know, I'm I'm big on guys being able to um score, like get to the oh the the, the ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, the Fazingas trade has fell apart. You know it's it so funny. Gonna... <laughs> I was just about to read that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, um so I think going to Charlotte, because like I said, they don't have enough wings yet. He still has somebody to create for him. So he could create for himself, but to come off and feed off somebody where you can be the spot up, catch and shoot, or downhill attacking, it gives him a better advantage. Wow. I'm just a little blown away by the Perzingis thing. Yeah. Uh, what What do you think about that? Uh, well, once I get to read the details, <laughs> maybe somebody upstairs said, nah, we need more than that. Because the Celtics should have gave them a first-round pick and the Clippers. Yeah, they, they got to get some return here for that. So it's funny because they, theoretically they were coming up again. I was going to make fun of them again. Um, but all right, we're at, we're at Utah 28. They, uh, they have to have probably the best draft so far, in my opinion. Uh, at least in terms of value, JFS, uh, J- oh, JHS, Hushafino, and Thompson. Who do you got here? Olivier, Max Prosper. This guy's a hot name right now, right? Yep. What's what's his story? I don't know anything about him. Um, I, to me, this my comp for him is Draymond Green that can hit a free throw. So, Six eight. He's Canadian. I want, so I want him at twenty two over Najee. <laughs> He's six eight. He's six eight. Um, he's, he's he can play multiple positions. I don't think he can play small ball five. Um, that's a nice I, I, draft, though. That's a nice draft for them. And yeah, Ainge I mean, is good. Ainge, yeah. Ainge is good. He's got them set up. 
you know, they'll probably consolidate on draft night. Uh, the Nuggets are on the clock at 29, 53 and 29. The Champs. How oh, good are the love Denver this. Nuggets? How good are you, the Denver Nuggets? Oh, man. Uh, you, you, you know what I say in the group chat. I'm not Imagine being a Nuggets fan right now. Like, they are set up Listen. to win a few more. Get, my you know, family lives out there, right? So my family lives out there. They called me going crazy. I felt like the Broncos won. I remember how everybody was acting when my Broncos won. So I was just like, okay. But I like that Denver won because it proved what I've been saying. Size matters. You in all, can't in, 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 all, in, all, in all walks of life. Yeah. Really Unintended. Does. So yeah. with the 29th pick, I have them taking Chris Murray. Tell me about Murray. He's not as good as his brother Keegan. He's the twin from um, Iowa. Um, he's a power forward. Uh, yeah, he averaged 20. He's lefty. Is he, is he like uh, a 3 Is he a 3D type? I mean, he can hit the three. He's a it's weird. I'm not a big fan of his game. So you hear the way I'm saying it. It's just it's kind of pickings here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the Clippers are on the clock. I had this whole thing written up about how shitty the Wizards were. I was going to really pound them again. Uh, but the Clippers are, are, I guess, on the clock at 30. You're going to have to pivot a little here, maybe. Uh, the last, still, I'm gonna, last pick in the draft. All right. I'm going to keep this pick just because I, I, I don't see him going out the first round. And it's Ryan Rupert. And I picked it for the Wizards originally because I was like, they can take chances. You go get Kobe, Kobe Bufkin. That's your point guard, you know, your guard of the future. And then you have this six, seven Swiss Army knife kid that, you know, you can allow them to grow because there's and they no don't need him. They don't need him to be good right away. Yeah. So uh with the Clippers, now I'm pulling straws. I'm going to give them – what do they need? They need a big man. But I doubt they take a big man at 30 because that would yeah. be – You know, Clay, they're like the, the Nets with, like, less drama surrounding them. Like, for one reason or another, they just can't get their whole crew on the floor. Like, I almost feel like it's time to break that thing up here. Yeah. Um but they so they they need a power forward. I'm gonna give them the the power forward from Indiana. Uh, He's the one Jackson I sent to the group Davis. chat once, right? Jackson yeah, Davis, that's yeah. Dale Davis' son. Right. No, he's a nice player. Yeah, he he averaged about three blocks a game. He kind of looks like Ben out there a little bit with his lefty. Uh, he jumps. He's got six the nine, six ten. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw him, I'll throw him to him just off the whim. I see that. You see how we pivot here? You know, it's amazing though. Is that trade falling apart? Definitely changed somebody getting picked in the first round and somebody not. Oh, that changed the whole board. <laughs> yeah, you know. So hey, man, good job. Uh, you had it all. You're ready. You're prepared. I'm excited for tomorrow. Um, you know, for the Nets, my my personal hope is that they are able to move up. I really want to come away with one of these guards, Shafino or Bufkin. I don't know if they can get up high enough. The way, the way this played out, no way. They're going to have to fall to the teens for the Nets to have any shot. You know, so in your uh, iteration here, you know, no way. Uh, but to me, if they could get out of the draft with one of those guys, I'd be, I'd be pretty excited. Well, so you got, a, you got anybody you, like that you, you're thinking the same? Um, so if you're moving up for Bufkin – um, JHS and maybe Nick Smith Jr. I'm not mad at you, right? Um, because I know we need talent, but I also like Marcus Sasser. Like, if you can't get him, you, you know, you have him and you have Isaiah Wong. Like, so Isaiah Wong to me is the is the is a safe bet. Meaning, we watched him at Miami lead the team in the tournament. He's 6'3", about 185 pounds. But he, he, it's a lean 185. But he shoots a good three ball, and he shoots 80-something percent. If 
from the free throw line. What's the gap between those two and like Bufkin and Shafino? Age. And you know, the young guys is a little bit more athletic. Like Shafino is six six with a six ten wingspan. Can't teach size. Right. You know, Bufkin, um, Bufkin looks like the guy that can get downhill. Yeah. And and, and, and understands flows. So, so give give me one guy. Do you think they could walk out of tomorrow night with one guy? If you uh, if you move up and you give me one guy, I want Bufkin. Yeah, I would probably say the same. He, he he excites me the most. But we'll see. Good job on this. And uh, enjoy the draft. We'll be in touch. Yep. We got part yeah. on.